Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five CFP excuses. This is what the committee has done. Let's go through some history here, guys. Craig loves these. What the top five? No, the uh, oh, nice. the CFP excuses. Yeah, okay. Like he, this was a lot of this was when I was going through this. I was hearing Craig's voice in my head talking about it. Okay, number five, travel time. That was one of the ones that they gave for assessing people. God, was yes. these guys were on planes more. So, and that like everybody flies differently, you know. Like I mean, so you know, I know people who have huge anxiety of flying, and then. You know, it's about what an eighty-five minute flight from Dallas to Kansas City, yeah, something like that. Not that long, yeah. Yeah, um, it's an eight-hour flight from from Dallas to to Honolulu, and I've been on both those flights multiple times, and I've seen people have the same anxiety on the same flight, and that eighty-five minute flight feels like an eight-hour flight to them. So again, I don't know, but this was one of the ones, and this was like the deep, um, like a deep body cut. clocks. Yeah, body yeah, clocks. So and, talking about that, that was the big buzz phrase was body clocks and the the travel like different time zones and that load up BS from Jeff Long. God, that was the worst uh, there at the beginning of the playoff. They were game control. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know. I'm just saying, though. (laughs) These were all these things that they were rattling off as, again, reasons to just justify what they had already decided just because they wanted to. And then, oh, well, no. What what do we have to explain why we did this? Oh, uh, travel time and body clocks and all this made-up BS. I will say, though, in terms of travel, Texas got the best draw out of everybody in the college football playoff and a huge advantage. Washington has to go all the way to New Orleans. Texas just has to hop on over uh, from Austin. It's not a nothing flight, but it's <laughs> nothing compared to Washington yeah. having to go there. Uh, and then what, the national title games in Houston? Yeah. So that sets up pretty well for UT as far as the, tr- the travel time uh, thing goes. But, yeah, that's a, that's a weird argument uh, amongst many other weird ones. Number four. Game control. Yeah. Game control was okay. How do you determine who is better um, when their records are exactly the same? Well, not only how much you blew somebody out, like because sometimes you can blow somebody out, and those you know two touchdowns that you know 
turn into four touchdowns. They were two freak plays at the end of the game. So it was really a closer game until the last five minutes when there was a fumble and a pick six and the other team scored a couple touchdowns and put it away. No, it was really, well, throughout the first quarter and the third quarter, this game, like, it was a completely arbitrary and non-measurable uh, metric of game control. What was, what was Alabama's game control for the Auburn game? That just doesn't get brought Th- up as a 31 like, seconds. Yeah. They controlled the last 32 yards of that game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that you know, if, uh, if Hugh Freeze and Ron Roberts knew how to, to run a defense there in those final seconds, then that renders everything that we're talking about today moot or, or entirely different, right? I mean, that, that one outcome, uh, that, that kept FSU out of the playoff. Yeah. Uh, that one outcome and, and changed everything. Uh, but, yeah, this was all the game control, the body clocks. That was all a Jeff Long thing right at the very beginning, and it was so bogus and it was so subjective. And, and that circles back to what I was talking about earlier as far as just this is the dumbest way to decide a champion, the dumbest in all of American sports, the worst postseason uh, for determining a champion. And I guess the word I was looking for is it, it's just so subjective. And, it, it you know, there's no way to line everybody up in a March Madness-style tournament, but – why are we allowing subjectivity to rule over on-field results most of the time? You know what I mean? I just, yeah. I just find that to be so silly. And, and subjective, and, and the people who were the ones making those decisions, that's just, yeah. But uh, game control, that was a Jeff Long special, and that was, that was ridiculous. Number three, and this one was somewhat valid, but also used because they needed an excuse. The 13th data point. This is what kept TCU and Baylor out uh, of the 2014 playoff because the Big 12 did not have a title game. Uh, all the other Power 5 conferences did. And Bob Bolsby gift-wrapped the excuse to the committee uh, so that they didn't have to take any Tums that day. But the 13th, but when it was described to us as the fan and the viewer, it wasn't, hey, uh, their commissioner refuses to name a champion uh, and is trying to leave it nebulous so that maybe we take two of his teams and leave somebody else out. Uh, we're going to call it a 13th data point that they didn't play the last week and everybody else did. So now those teams are in. Now, where the 13th data point becomes bogus is that sometimes teams don't get the 13th data point because they lost one game to a really good team on their side of the conference and then they still make the playoff. I raise, I see that and raise you the SEC and TCU last year. Georgia and TCU both, uh, well, Georgia did, but TCU did not win the conference. They were out. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, just a, a, a thing to use when you needed to use it. I mean, that's all that was. That, that only mattered when they needed something to differentiate uh, and get Baylor and TCU out of the conversation. So all of a sudden, 13th data point mattered, just like when they needed to excuse why this team was over that team. All of a sudden, body clocks mattered. Again, it's all subjective, and it's all just uh, whatever they need uh, to get through the television show that's a sham and just um, you know put some type of reasoning out there for their entirely subjective decision-making. All right, we'll have the Heisman finalist in a minute, but uh, we go down, continue with the top five. Yeah, Paul. Garrett, I'm sending you a, a picture uh, that you can throw up there um, here in a second. Number two, best over most deserving. Look, this was the argument, and, and, and Bill Hancock threw this out. It's usually been the most deserving, and – no sport really guarantees that the best teams are going to be in it, 
the Patriots were 18 and 0 and played a very scrappy Giants team that had to win a Super Bowl like this with Elon yep. Manning almost getting sacked. Like that's how they had to do it. Were the Giants the best team? No. If they play that game 10 times, the Giants probably lose nine of them. The Patriots are that good. But that's why you do it and you earn your way in. The Giants, you know, the Giants were better than the Cowboys that year for the, the long short, but they beat them in the playoffs because they were given an opportunity to coach it up and figure it out and play it, and they did. And then if it is about the best teams, then you don't need any Would of Florida the other Florida Atlantic or San Diego State be in the college football no, playoffs? So. Yeah, I mean, the same yeah. rules. So, no, the best over most deserving, like if we're looking for the four best teams, then why – why should why should the games matter then? And what like when do they stop mattering if you're looking for the best team? Okay, like that's it. Like when does that point it, happen? Because it again, helped. it was it, they this year they decided it was uh, best eye test and yeah. not most deserving. Other years it's most deserving. Again, they just came to the conclusion they wanted to come to, and mm -hmm. they justified it the way that they felt they needed to, and then they moved on. And they don't give a damn about any of the fans out there, man. They got what they wanted. They got the TV product they wanted. And you know what? Alabama, it's nothing against them. It's not their fault. They did their job. You know, they won the SEC. They beat Georgia, which were, everybody's just kind of, like, moving yeah. past already. Like, this this juggernaut that was in line two, three games away sure. from winning three straight national titles. And we're just like, oh, they got beat. But, oh, wait. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I mean, that's the playoff has completely clouded that result. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just this was – this year, it was the best, and it was the eye test. Again, a very subjective thing by a bunch of people just sitting in a room. But they're all watching the game, so we should just trust their opinions on this. Yeah. No ulterior motives whatsoever. Yeah. And number one, your QB is out. All right, there's 21 other players. And, it like, I get it. Like, look, the, the team is different, but they found ways to win both times. And, yes, it is harder, the degree of difficulty, if Florida State had to play Michigan as opposed to Louisville, who's pretty darn good all year long, or any of those other teams, is going to be raised. But if you're going to give figure skating style judging, because that's what they're doing here, uh, if you're going to do that, then raise the degree of difficulty and put Florida State in because, look, it's going to be tougher to beat Michigan, but if you give them a month to figure it out, hell, maybe they might do it. Maybe they might do it. Well, but we'll uh, never know. We'll never yeah. know. Uh, here are thank you, Paul. Are you are you better? I'm never going to be better. Okay, well, I'm no, no, like I, I won't I get over it. this as I long as I live. I wish my favorite team in 2001 had not been <laughs> added to the national championship after getting smoked by Colorado, so they could play the greatest perhaps team of all time, Miami, and it was like that. All right, the four Heisman finalists, not in any particular order other than alphabetically, LSU quarterback. Jaden Daniels, Ohio State receiver, Marvin Harrison Jr., Bo Nix, Oregon quarterback, and Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback at Washington. Not surprised by that four at all. No. Although, I mean, if you want to put a fifth in there, I would put Jordan Travis, since apparently he's good enough to affect the entire national championship picture. No, he can't win the Heisman. He's hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder who and when has there been a Heisman trophy winner and maybe you just right there on my uh that was like hurt and missed a game or two at the end of the year yeah like near when the because yeah. there's a lot of votes that were cast even a week ago when it was opened up yeah. i cast mine yesterday afternoon i don't remember exactly the time but i did yeah all right uh by the way paxton i asked a couple of friends of mine if they had a heisman trophy vote who covered texas if extended one through let's say whatever number 
where would they put Devondre Sweat on their ballot? And they have a ballot. And they said probably around eight, around number eight. Also, also, Paxton, uh, I don't agree with your FSU should boycott the bowl game. I think they no, should. I think they should ever. try to convince all the guys that are going to opt out to stay, pay them a little extra money, and try to beat Georgia with all their might. It would yeah. be the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, I saw somebody. I think it was a media person making the argument that now, like, if Florida State was really deserving to go and beat Georgia, just never minding the fact that there could be several opt outs and all of these different transfer types portal. Of things. Yeah, yeah. For on both, both sides. Yeah. On both sides. So yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, on the one hand, I can see, like, go beat Georgia and then claim the national title. You but know. it's the, 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 the Georgia team that lost yesterday and the Florida State team that's played, like, the likelihood of that being it, I can just tell you from Georgia's perspective, Brock Bowers, Amarius Mims, and Lad McConkey probably aren't playing in the game under any circumstances. Yeah. So that's three studs that are not going to be there. It's great it doesn't matter see. because FSU's playing a backup quarterback anyway, yeah. <laughs> so nothing matters. Sergeant right? Pickles, it's been a while. He's a big Houston, uh, excuse me, Washington fan. Sorry I'm late. Will be darn fun rematch against the Longhorns. I yep. expect a close one either way. Go dogs. I, I can't wait till he makes it to Lieutenant Pickles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if only for not for Tommy Tuberville, he would be Lieutenant Pickles by now. Yeah. One that, note. that was a great win for the Huskies, though. That was, I mean, to beat Oregon twice and to do so. Oh, it's it's almost like why they play the games. <laughs> because Oregon was a nine-and-a-half-point favorite did, in that game. Why did we even play the game? Oregon should be in the CFP. They should be Pac-12 champion because a committee thought that they were better or yeah. people out in Vegas thought that they were better. I mean, that's basically how you're saying that you want to decide things at this point when it comes to, to the championships. But, uh, yeah, no, congratulations to the Huskies. They went out there. They left no doubts. They were the better team. And uh, what a performance by Michael Penix. And, yeah, very excited to see that matchup with uh, Washington and Texas. That's going right. to be awesome. 365 Sports tonight at 1030 on the local CW. Now brought to you and sponsored by GXG, the NIL Collective for Baylor. Also, the one other college football note we never got to was Caleb Williams. Not a surprise. Will not play in the Holiday Bowl for USC. And they will go with Moss at quarterback. Whatever happened to Malachi Nelson Nelson on that depth chart? Uh, uh, I don't know off the top of my head. They're probably trying to – well, I don't know. I don't know how much he's played this year. But I bet they have a transfer starting quarterback I mean, next he could year. be hurry. Yeah. He could be any number yeah, of things. I, don't I have no idea. Yeah. And then also, if you're a Big 12 basketball fan, I got to do this before we say goodbye. Arizona's one mm -hmm. next year. Kansas two. Houston three. Baylor six. Texas, BYU, and Oklahoma are all inside the top 20. Yeah, what you also did not mention there, though, is that if you're looking around at uh, Big 12 realignment rumors, uh, Gonzaga's in there. Yeah, they are. Uh, UConn's yeah. in there. Yeah, they are. Uh, so I think you would actually be, if you took up all the rumors and who has been rumored to potentially join the Big 12 over the last uh, year and a half, you'd actually have, if all those things would have come to pass, I believe that would be six of the top seven ranked teams in the country. Arizona, Kansas, Houston, UConn, Baylor, Gonzaga. Now, obviously, it didn't work out for two of those teams or has not yet. But, uh, yeah, I mean, four of the top six. And then, you know, if that had worked out, yeah, six of the top seven. But uh, we'll see if that ever comes to pass. UT just beat, uh, what, UConn? They're number five in the women's poll. Colorado, eight. Remember, they beat LSU and Baylor is at number 10. Utah, K-State, all in the top fifty. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.